0: You're listening to the Creating Resilience podcast with Anne Diamond's Creative Changemaker. I'm passionate about helping clients create calm in their busy lives by having more creative playtime. In each episode, I'll be sharing easy ways to sneak some creativity into your life, whatever it may throw at you. From my own experiences and those of my invited guests, we'll show you how you can overcome any challenge and build your own resilience toolkit. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to the Creating Resilience podcast. Um, I had a few weeks break because of um, COVID and not been able to record, but I'm back recording with um, a wonderful guest today, um, Dr. Candice Stanek. Uh, welcome Cand- Dr. Candice. Thank you so much, Anna. It's
1: great to be here. And, and would you mind telling the, um, the listeners where you're called in from today? Yeah, I am called in from Calgary, Alberta, Canada. So it's in Western Canada. Amazing. That's what I love about this podcast is I'm
0: getting to meet people from all over the world. And it, uh, it's 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 so lovely because you wouldn't normally get to meet these people in a in a, in a, in a normal working situation. But the joys of podcasting is that we're, we're a global community, aren't we? So, yeah, we yeah. can connect in all sorts of ways. So, yeah. Um, I've never met you before, um, Candace. So, um, you know, it's really lovely to meet you in, in, in even if it's in on, by, the, by the means of Zoom um, while we're recording this podcast. So I'm just curious as to if you'd like to share why you'd like to be on the podcast, on the Create Resilient Podcast today.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what's really become apparent over the past few years is that resilience is key. It, it's the thing that helps us get through those tough times. So, you know whether we're new to kind of developing resi- resilience or you know um we've been doing it for a while like this thing is such a key skill for people to have and there's so many different ways that that people can develop their own inner resilience so uh, thank you for having the podcast Anne
0: <laughs> oh well it's it, it's it's much more fun than writing a blog isn't it um yeah I- I guess I guess I need to introduce you from from you know from what what you you've shared with me. Um, just correct me if I'm getting any of this wrong. But you're a doctor of naturopathic medicine. You're a spiritual yogi. You're a speaker. You're an author. You're a social marketer, and you help people to reach their spiritual potential. Is there anything else that you
1: do? Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> try to be myself. I try to be myself.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and,
1: and, and 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 what i mean that that's quite a wide
0: range of of, of, of gifts to give to people or, or skills to be sharing with people i mean what what brought you to this place i mean you know what how how did you arrive at this journey you know and in, in sort of summarize to say what what attracted you to this this um this work
1: yeah well what i can tell you is my first degree actually is in business so i did a a big change um, over 10 years ago, and went back to school. And um, I've always had an interest in health, but did I think I was going to be a speaker on all the other stuff? No way. Because at the start of naturopathic medicine school, no one tells you you have to be an entrepreneur. But that's the truth. Um, it's a doctor and entrepreneur. It's, it's not like the medical um, allopathic model, where most people are doctors and they're fed patients. Um, the naturopathic path is very different (laughs) um so that's kind of brought about some of these other skill sets that I didn't anticipate if you will
0: yeah I guess you got to get creative as well in how you how you communicate what you do as well
1: yeah like one of the things in school it was made very clear that we need to get in front of people and speak and I thought well yeah that makes sense because a lot of a lot of society doesn't really know what naturopathic doctors do or or what we can do. So the only way for that to happen is to get in front of people.
0: So you've got an audience now. What do naturopathic (laughs) doctors do?
1: Yeah. So naturopathic doctors are trained medically. So I just want to emphasize that. So we have very extensive training over eight years of education. Um, And where we're different is that we're finding the root of the problem. So it's very different than, um, the allopathic model because they're trained to treat symptoms. And you can look this up anywhere. This is common knowledge on the internet. Um, but so that's one of the things, the other thing with naturopathic medicine is that we determine and come up with individualized treatment programs. So I could have five women sitting with me all with, um, let's say menopausal symptoms and I have five different treatment plans depending on what they share. So that's something yeah. that's really key because we're not just giving the same thing every single time.
0: Well, I, I, that that resonates with me so much. I don't you know anything about what I do other than this podcast, but um, I'm a, an EFT, emotional freedom techniques accredited uh, oh. practitioner, but I'm also, um, I work as a social prescribing coordinator, creativity and wellbeing coordinator and um, social prescribing is is what you just said it's it's co-produced oh. it's co-produced um wellbeing solutions that actually go back to the basic fundamental human needs of you know safe housing um, feeling part of the community actually looking at their the, wide, the whole person rather yeah. than just the symptoms they're presenting with so and um I've spoken to doctors at a recent conference actually social prescribing conference who basically said they the, the biophysical model of medicine is dead. You know, the, the biophysical model of medicine is, it, they're realizing now that actually they can't treat people with just the bio- biophysical methods. They have to look at the wider person now, and they, they, yeah. they, they're only, they're, they're, their mindset is changing. There's a social revolution in wellbeing happening. and People like you will be, you know, in in great demand when people realize that the men in white coats aren't always yeah. the experts.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, um, it's, you know, some people are like, Oh, it's a new old, it's a new approach, but it, it's not actually like in North America, um, decades ago, naturopathic medicine existed with a four-year degree before allopathic medicine. And when the allopathic um, association started, it was a six month certification. Wow. And many people don't know that. So this medicine has been around a lot for a long time, Yeah, right? Like it's interesting to kind of, you know, look at that history and, um, consider, you know, going back to the whole person, like you said. Yeah. And, yeah. yeah. And, and, and that's,
0: that's kind of why I, I know this, this spoke, this podcast focuses on creativity, but as a resilience tool, but actually creativity is quite in the broad sense because, it's thinking about other ways of sol- finding a solution to a problem rather than what you've the, the dogma that we've always been told is if you have a headache, then you go take take, take a pill. You know, that there could be other ways of dealing with that in a more creative way, but you have to open your mind to the other possibilities and not just, you know what I mean? It's, you, yeah. have to, you have to be more creative in, in how we approach things, don't we? Yeah,
1: yeah, I love that you say that, Anne, because, um, you know, one of the things I personally struggled with in school was was to try and fit into this like thinking um, algorithm, if you will, for lack of better words. And for me personally, I was like, I can't even remember the algorithm. So I have to toss that out. But it afforded me the ability to think out of the box all the time, which is where the creativity comes in. Like, what else can be going on with this person um, who I'm talking to, that's not just a gut issue, for example, or it's not just anxiety. It's like, What else is going on that, you know, it's like, oh, why why are all the reasons this could happen? And what we find out very quickly is there's hundreds of reasons why it could happen, not just one. Yeah, yeah. And I, I guess
0: we have to go back to like when we're children and asking you know why all the time don't we you know and yeah. I mean, you start asking those questions And um, i used to be a health and safety consultant. i'm still a sort of i'm a health, i used to work in health and safety and
1: yeah <laughs> we
0: used when we were doing accident investigation we had to, we, one of the ways we investigating accidents was to do the five whys model so you ask yeah. why why did that happen and then you ask why did that happen but you keep an open mind without any judgment and and that's probably why you, how you have to diagnose as well, isn't it? You have to
1: say, why you know, why, why, are you feeling this way? Yeah, like, like all the time, especially when there's um, a case that comes in and it doesn't fit what we learned in school, mm-hmm. right? Like shingles, everyone thinks there's little vesicles on the skin, they're in a certain location, but I can tell you I've seen a number of patients where there were no vesicles, but the, the pattern of pain still followed, you know, the dermatome, Mm -hmm. that's a medical way to describe it. And it's like, I go and treat for shingles, even though I don't see any vesicles and lo and behold, the person feels better. Wow. Right. It wasn't, I mean, it was a neurological symptom because that's shingles house themselves in the nerves, Mm -hmm. but I didn't treat it as a neurological symptom. I treated it as a viral issue and they got better. So like, I had to think of well what could it be <laughs> yeah yeah so so you're, you're keeping an open mind then so you are you
0: are allowing yourself to be you know open and creative because you are not um assuming things all the time you have to keep an open mind
1: yeah yeah absolutely Amazing. like um that that's just that's part of how i practice um yeah i've tried to fit in the box but it does not work for me so i i'm out of the box most of the time <laughs> brilliant brilliant and i'm, I'm, I'm yeah, I mean, as as it you know, we are
0: all individuals, aren't we? We've all got different life experiences and traumas stored yeah. in our bodies in different ways and had different yeah. impacts. And um, I guess we have to be the same. I, I don't see. Any, I don't see why it's not logical that we 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 don't um, follow that path to treat somebody with presenting with symptoms because everyone's got an, a complete unique combination of circumstances and events yeah. and histories, haven't they?
1: Yeah, and I mean. You know, I've thought about this a lot because in, in some ways, um, you know, humans want the answer of why, but when we have the answer, we don't see all the other options. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, like even I was thinking with you with the EFT, you don't yeah. say the same thing to someone every time. No, and the interesting thing I've found,
0: I've been doing practice in EFT since 2018, so relatively recently, in the last four years. Um, and the one thing that fascinated me um, when I started practising as a, as a, as a uh, practitioner was that we only really got to the core issue in the last five minutes of the session. <laughs> so, and, and that's purely because, not because we're wasting time, but purely because that was the only time that the client felt safe in themselves. Once they'd started peeling away, we caught the layers of the onion, You know, peeling away the layers mm-hmm. of the onion, so tapping on them, sort of the safest things to deal with. And it's only then that their, their subconscious mind is allowing them to actually say, actually, it's this. Yeah. But they wouldn't allow themselves to see it or feel it because it's too painful mm-hmm. or they didn't trust themselves or, or whatever. And, and, mm-hmm. and yeah, regularly, and that's five minutes of a session, it's just, ah, that's it. And that's where the biggest breakthrough comes in because they're allowing themselves. Because the first thing that goes when you're in the trauma response is your creativity, isn't it? Your, your, your yes. executive function shut off. Oh, This is is why I created this podcast because (laughs) everything ties together and when you're being creative you're in flow and that's when subconscious is allowed to to be seen or heard Mm -hmm. and um, again when you're tapping you're tuning down I call it a dimmer switch you're tuning down that dimmer switch so you're allowing yourself to see what's in your subconscious mind and allowing
1: yourself to hear your inner voice saying this is actually the problem Mm -hmm.
0: yeah it's amazing
1: it is really amazing like so so amazing
0: yeah so there you go so we've, we've managed to weave creativity into this into this already I know mean, you're a at the start of the podcast so, so you run a program called energize you tell, yes. tell us more about that program what's it what's that do
1: yeah so it's a six-week program and I designed it to really help people look at some very foundational stuff in their life um like food chemicals, um, infections, lab results um, to kind of get the foundation in place to have more energy. And it's also designed to help facilitate um, a change in lifestyle. So through doing the program, um, people will find they have more energy at the end of the six weeks. And then we sort of dabble a little bit into the uh, mental emotional realm. And, um, that can kind of leapfrog into another kind of area because, um, like we kind of mentioned at the, at the front end, um, you know, treating the whole person and looking at physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. So that brings in that creativity. Um, and to your point and the resilience, like, you know, we need to have certain nutrients in place. So the body's resilient. So we have the strength, the Mm -hmm. safety to kind of deal with those other things that you mentioned it takes a lot of energy to bring up those past hurts and traumas. And I, also, it takes a lot of energy to hold
0: them back and to hold on to them. Yeah. Because once you've yeah. released, once you've forgiven yourself or anyone else in the past, once you've released any sort of guilt or shame about anything that's happened in the past, how much lighter are you? Because you're not physically, you're not suppressing that all the time. You're not fearful that it might come up. And that energy, yeah. that fear energy is is, is, is draining, isn't it?
1: Yes. Yes. And I love that you say that because, um, years ago I was listening to Carolyn miss and, um, she's a medical intuitive that some of your audience may have heard of. Um, and she's like, if you are holding back all these emotions, you have a hundred dollars and you're taking 50 of your dollars or 60 to hold back all these negative emotions. She's like, you only have $40 left for the rest of your day. And, um, you know, I didn't quite understand it at the time, but I had done some personal work um, to to kind of release some of my past. And I can say 100% for sure, when I let go of those negative emotions, I had way more energy. Like, people don't believe it. But I can tell you on the other side, it really is possible. Like it it was just, um, you know, so freeing. It's not that it gets rid of everything but certainly people feel lighter and they have more energy because it's not all those negative feelings that you mentioned
0: no i mean i talk when i whenever i do talks or or you know um group sessions or even talk to the clients i i talk about second arrow. i've talked about it before the second arrow effect you know from from the buddhist um text and um we, we're all we're all going to suffer from some sort of trauma or or something hurting us in our life actually mm-hmm. we hurt ourselves more by repeatedly remembering it and our you know it's the yeah. energy glows the uh, uh, energy flows where attention goes isn't it yeah. Yes. so basically yeah so oh, my brain's on, so, I'm, I'm still post-covid brain um yeah and and actually you know we could be hurt but actually it's how we how we respond to that hurt actually causes us more damage and we don't realize we're doing it. So yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: So, um, yeah. And that's where, where the resilience comes in, right? Because there's, there's an element of resilience that we need to um, commit in ourselves to stick to a new habit. Right. I'm not going to go back to that old thinking. I'm going to like keep moving forward. I'm going to introduce positive things in my life. To kind of build that resilience muscle, if you will. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and and accepting where you are, where you are, and not feeling bad or guilty about it. Just saying, well, how can I, how can I move forward, or how can I learn from this? Yeah, yeah, amazing. Yeah, exactly. So, so in your in your biog, you said you know that health is wealth, and when health suffers, so do many other areas of life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so what what I've sort of come to the conclusion over the past year or so and uh, my views do change as I evolve. So <laughs> this is today um, is that health seems to be at the center of everything. So health is at the center of, you know, an ability to perform your career or relationships or your physical body health or your um, wealth, even like we know that if someone's fatigued, that they can't, they are often not attracting new clients if they're tired because of the energy is down and so they're not attracting new clients even so i sort of look at health like that foundational piece to kind of blossom in every other area yeah yeah i see see that i see that Um, and and wealth the way i the reason why i tied that in is because um in ancient text i forget which if it's um greek or egyptian or something but in ancient text wealth was actually considered all those areas of life yeah and I thought oh isn't that interesting right like everyone looks at not everyone but a lot of people look at wealth as as money yeah that's that's not just it it's actually do you have abundance in every area of your life and I was like oh that's like health (laughs) healthy finances healthy relationships right yeah I mean I'm in a I don't think you follow um there's a lady called
0: Catherine Morgan she's a financial um financial um empowerment coach she's a, she's a financial advisor but she's also a finance a, a finance coach she runs a podcast called in her financial shoes so there's a plug for the podcast there um but she she uh, i'm in a program with her and she um she describes um wealth wealth is the feeling and money is the tool so wealth can be as you say it could be anything you know it's in just I think some of us forget, you know, just by having a roof over our heads and being able to access fresh, clean water and, and energy, like electricity mm-hmm. and, and gas, we're, we're probably wealthier than quite a large percentage of the rest of the world. Do you see what I mean? Yeah. So I think it's all relative, isn't it, as well? We, yeah. we sometimes forget yeah. that when we can't have the latest whatever we think <laughs> we need <that> to have. <laughs> um, well, yeah. and
1: I mean, yeah, to your point, it's the feeling that that Karen talks about, and I'm sure many other um you know coaches and and leaders out there like have the feeling first and the rest kind of follows yeah same with abundance yeah. so it's linked with yeah. abundance
0: isn't it yeah. yeah yeah law
1: of attraction and all that yeah
0: um so, so you, you've got a facebook group called um whole body visionaries as well so what happens there
1: yeah so um it's a group where like-minded individuals get together um there's regular posts in the group um i've been been looking at how to kind of move that forward and, and get people re-engaged. So we're working on that. And um, what, what's important when people join the group is that they can identify things that they're interested in. Mm-hmm. And then um, I take note of those things and talk about that as, as we're sharing.
0: Cool. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, I struggle with Facebook groups. I don't know how you're getting on, but I struggled. I, I've set up um, a Beat Burnout Facebook group and I uh, did a Creating Calm Challenge last year. And it was great while we were doing the challenge, but trying to get people to stay engaged is, is uh, I found it quite draining actually. So that's why I, I started focused on the podcast more than trying to get these groups going. I mean, obviously your group's probably different, but I, from, for me, the way I work, I found it easier to engage through the podcast because the Facebook group can be quite challenging because, because I guess largely because of the algorithms, because they don't always see, you're sharing all this stuff with people, the people don't get to see it, do they? Because they
1: no no and that's that's always the debate right like which which platform to be on how do people find you where are they more engaged um yeah i mean and when the algorithms are changing well as everyone knows that's a challenge (laughs) yeah yeah interestingly (laughs) i
0: was on a a, um a, a live um a facebook live with somebody um who's got a large following like a really big following and a big audience and you know they've got no trouble having their audience but actually their team interestingly were you know while the broadcast was going on they were sharing angry face emojis because the algorithm is set up apparently this is this is is a creative hack to share this they'll probably change it next week now this is a creative hack but the angry emoji gets you far more favor with the algorithm than somebody loving your work now what does that say about these social media platforms
1: well if the audience could see my face they get the eyeballs bugging out of my head yeah because that's um and my mouth is dropped on the floor yeah i'm, I'm like flabbergasted like why why is it that people need to share ang- angry anger right
0: well i mean you know this is this is this was their team doing it like no no just, no, no, just no i so understand that, more that but engagement <clears throat> But why is that the energy? They said we have to do this because this is
1: how the this is how the algorithm works. Yeah. But but the question is why is that that energy of anger as an emoji the thing that works? Right? Like what what subconscious message is that sending? We have
0: to. We have to question the uh, the people who program the social media, I guess. So um, that's that's that's, our, that's how we have to be creative. That's an example of being creative to get around these issues, isn't it? So um, yes, it
1: is. Well, yeah. I might have to try that this week and see. let's <laughs> see, <laughs> see,
0: resp- see what the response is. <laughs> the yin yang thing. You know, you have to balance between the the happy and the and the angry. So um, yeah,
1: see. So, well, this so- confuse the algorithm with a heart and an angry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I guess it's like um, being able to see the anger and not not respond to it. I guess as well, just like just yeah. accept it's there. So yeah, I mean, yeah. And, and 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 as we've just been talking about holistic uh, holistic health, you know, um, we all feel anger at some point. It's just how we process it, isn't it? So we have to, yeah you, you have to accept we do feel it. So yeah, yeah. Um. So it's been great chatting with you. I say, look, that's the beauty of these podcasts is that. I could never have met somebody before. We can just have a chat for half an
1: hour. It's great, isn't it? <laughs> I know. I I really enjoy the podcast experience. Like beautiful people sharing fantastic messages. Um, I, I just think it's such a such a great way to to be in the global environment, like you said before.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's been great to hear more about your work as well. Um, so before we wrap up, can you think about um maybe one tip for trying to help our listeners bring a bit more creativity into their lives to help them become more resilient
1: yes the one thing i would say is spend time out in nature Mm. um nature really has all the answers so don't underestimate the power of sitting by a tree or walking on the lawn or you know through mountains watching and listening to the water there, there's so much power in that and if we open ourselves up to that there's like this you know resilience that's kind of transmitted if you will because the tree doesn't care who's beside it it just and it's is a, it's, it's a
0: multi-sensory experience as well isn't it if you yeah. allow it to be you can yes. feel you can
1: touch you can smell you can hear yeah and, the, taste and it if you wanted to, <laughs> yeah, and you can get this like expansive feeling with it, um but like I was standing just facing the sun this morning, I was just like, "Ooh!" all my little human particles just felt like they were expanding, I just thought, this is just so beautiful
0: so that's so funny actually, because I was out in the garden earlier, as I said, it's nice and sunny here in the u k when I was um this afternoon, and um I was out in the garden just getting a little bit of sunshine because I knew I'd have to come indoors to, to do this recording and there was a butterfly that uh, landed on the grass and I watched it and uh, it was a beautiful butterfly but obviously the underside of the wings are black and the, and the, and the top side are pattern and it was sitting there and it lifted its wings up to get the black side to absorb as much heat from the sun as possible. Oh. and i could see it i could actually imagine it just like charging itself up with it with the with the energy from the sun and then it was flapping its wings to pump that around the butt around its body and i was just sat there for ages watching it, it was just like sit there
1: oh, it's great so yeah amazing yeah great. Yeah. Right. and all the creativity that came in at that moment for the butterfly to like yeah take it in yeah amazing amazing <laughs> super um cool so
0: that's a brilliant tip. I, I think that's a great tip. As a social prescriber, I think that's that's fantastic because uh, we're always trying to get people to go out, and, out into nature and, um, and, and enjoy it. So um,
1: how can people find you and work with you if they want to, to work with you? Yeah, so um, one of the quickest ways is to find me on Instagram. Um, so it's Dr. Candace Stanek and I know Anne's gonna put that in the notes for you. And then, um, to, to know a little bit more about how I practice, um, I have a website called com, And then about the program is another link, FatigueRelief.Card.co. That one I know you're going to have to look up in the... <laughs> in the card with two R's. <laughs> card with two R's, yep. Um, a little bit different uh, URL. But those are, are great ways. Um, when you reach out, I will get back to you and we can definitely set up a call to connect so I would love that very much
0: thank you so much for, for um, connecting with this podcast uh, Dr Candice it's been wonderful to, to meet with you and chat and um, hear about your wonderful work and um, just 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 to see that we have you know we we have similar ways of working and um, you know connecting across continents it's it's always it's always great isn't it we are a global community
1: Yeah, yeah, and and thank you, Anne, for your work. Like it it was, you know, very beautiful to hear the way you're working with other people too. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. Well, um,
0: yeah, well have enjoy the rest of your day because I know you're a few hours behind us in there in in, in your where you are. So um enjoy the rest of your day and um I, I look forward to
1: hearing more about your work. Yeah, sounds good. You too, Anne. Take care. Bye. Bye.
0: So that's all for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please share with anyone you know who might benefit from hearing what we discussed today. If you want to find out more about how I can help you create change in your life and discover more creative ways to living and working well, you can check out my website at www.worksafeandwell.co.uk where you can read the weekly blog posts and book a free power discovery call. You can also download a free guide to taming your stress triggers from the website at worksafeandwell.co.uk forward slash overwhelmed hyphen and hyphen stressed. For all the links to my creative work, look up my Linktree link forward slash Anne Diamond Artist. I also run a private Facebook Beat Burnout support group. The links to that and all the other ones mentioned here are in the show notes below. Until next time, stay safe and well and keep creating.